0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to the small market podcast with your host Wutaki and Hoffman. Hope you're all doing all right out there in Podcast Land. That's what we're calling it, right? Yeah, Podcast Land sounds good. Yeah, got a lot of things uh, lined up. A lot of, a lot of business ventures, right, Wutaki? Like yeah, we, we've got just dealings going
1: here and there. And... Got our hands in everything, Hoffman. It's like an octopus, right? Octopus man. <laughs> That's right. That's <laughs> what they call me. Yeah, in the clubs. The the octopus man. They
0: call me the octopus man. <laughs> Please don't call me that in the streets. <laughs> out in real life. Anyways, today we have a special episode. First of all I wanna give a shout out to Heather and Holly. Yeah. Uh, Heather Gillette out there and, and her husband, Nick, for Um, supplying some, uh, some treats for some of our special guests, uh, really appreciate their donation. So big thanks to Heather and Holly. They are on main street in, uh, in Midland, downtown Midland main street. So thanks again to Heather and Holly. I'm just gonna, I'm going to plug our sponsors, advertisers, and donators, um like crazy so, so it's absolutely gonna, it's gonna sound weird that's why why we laughing at me but you know you guys are just gonna have to get used to it just so. just deal with it is he just forcing it on him pretty
1: much i'm just that's i'm cool. just forcing it
0: on everybody because i'm i'm that grateful no, that anybody wants to be associated exactly. with exactly no that know?
1: that's the way you should do it that's that's professional hoffman thank you thank you
0: well we have a special show today all of our shows are special in a way <laughs>
1: They're all okay. special
0: to me, and, and my mom. My mom says <laughs> they're special to her. That's true. That's yeah. My mom doesn't say the same thing. No, so I don't know that she listens ever, or that she knows. I, she's pretty consumed with the grandkids. So yeah. you know, to be fair, <laughs> fair enough. the The show today, we've kind of opened up to to podcast land for for people to uh, to a- ask us questions. Yep. So we've never done this before because I figured no one would have an interest before, but we got we got quite a few questions here. So and
1: we only we only put it out there since
0: noon today, and it's right. only a couple hours. So yeah, so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna get right into this because the first question Andy was just spilling so before we even started recording, and he's he is passionate about this. So this one comes from our, our friend Leroy. <laughs> Leroy, this this comes from Leroy Clymola, our uh, um, collaborator, and uh, does he have? A,
1: did we give him a title like we did with Jason? Or no? I don't. I don't think we did. But he, he's a longtime contributor. He's a he's long been time with us from the start, basically. He has, and Leroy's a good guy. He's he's based
0: out of the Chicago area. He has a question here, and I think he's kind of needling you, and I, I think <laughs> successfully he got you. He got yeah. you. So Leroy wanted to ask, besides Ohio State. Who is the best team in the Big Ten? You know my answer to that, but uh, I want to know what you guys think.
1: Okay, so so I'll, I'll break. unleash the kraken. I'm gonna unleash kraken. I'm gonna break it down for you, Hoffman. Break it down by by both halves of the conference first, and then I'll, and then I'll make my ultimate decision. Um, on the East, we'll start with the East. The East is hands down Indiana. Uh, Tom Allen's got that team rolling. They've been they've been on the come up three years now, and they, they're they averaging more points than anybody else in the conference, second to Ohio State. Uh, their defense is adequate. They beat Penn State. They beat Michigan. And yes, I know those, both those teams look like dumpster fires this year, um, but this is kind of an odd year. It's 2020. There's no fans in the stands. Just, just an odd all-around scenario. But to beat those teams regardless, I mean, there's nobody that even comes close in the East. Michael Penix... Uh, he's thrown for seven touchdowns, one pick through three games. Uh, they're just, their game against Ohio State is going to be fun to watch, I feel. Um, I agree. I mean, Ohio State will probably still boat race them, but, but who knows? I mean, they got the best chance so far. I'll, I'll get yeah. over to the, the left side of the conference, and this is where, where Leroy is kind of needling me a little bit. His Northwestern Wildcats, Pat Fitzgerald's got them going 3 and 0. They are only giving up an average of 12 points a game. They haven't given up, I don't think, any points in the second half. Um, they got a senior quarterback in Peyton Ramsey. He's not He's not like a Michael Penix where he's not putting up a ton of points, but he's a really good game manager. And behind that defense, that, that hard-nosed defense that Pat Fitzgerald's teams always have, uh, they just look really, really steady in the West. So they're, I would say, to just your casual viewer, that's probably the odds-on favorite in the West, but... There's also Purdue that's undefeated in the West. They only, they've only they only played two games, though, um, because they had that w- game against Wisconsin that was canceled due to COVID. But they're undefeated. The only problem with them is they got a quarterback that this is his first year starting. You know he, he started three games last year, but this is the first year where it's his team. And they play next week against each other. Or no, I'm sorry. They play this Saturday against each other. So we'll see how that kind of plays out. Um, Wisconsin... People are probably thinking, well, what about Wisconsin? Well, Wisconsin hasn't played anything due to COVID. They played one game, and that's just not enough for me to, to even consider them. I'm not I'm not going to consider them. They might be hands down the best in the West, but until they start playing games, I don't really care. Sure. Yeah. Um, that said, if I have to give my overall opinion on that, I've seen more of Indiana, the eye test. I'm going to go with Indiana. Um, but boy, you can make a really strong argument for Northwestern, and maybe Purdue will beat Northwestern, and then then I'll be right. It will be Indiana. Sure.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Should you want another question? You want another question, Wotaki, or do you no, want, you want to ask see. me one?
1: Um, I lost my... Sh- <laughs> I, I lost so, the format
0: sheet, so why don't you... Uh... So professional.
1: All right. I'll yeah. come up with another question to ask you then. Um... I mean, you're going to ask Leroy's other one. He had one about... Uh, All
0: right. Tom Brady. He hasn't been great against good teams this year. All that firepower on that offense and a whole lot of nothing. What do you say? I mean, you like me, Tom, you're you're a, a Tom Brady guy. I right? love
1: Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. He's had games where they've looked spectacular, like against the Packers. So to say it against, that he hasn't played well against any good teams would be false, I feel... But he has kind of laid an egg in some of the bigger scenarios. There was a whole, am I getting a fifth down scenario? I don't know what yeah. down it was. Then then he just they got destroyed by the Saints this weekend through three picks. You know, I don't know that it's specifically on Tom. The defense gave up a ton of points this weekend. But if you look at how that team in Tampa Bay is structured, all the pieces they brought in are prob- improvements Tom Brady's an improvement over Jameis Winston, but Tom Brady is aging. He's not the younger Tom Brady. You have uh, Leonard Fournette, past his prime. You have Gronkowski, who's past his prime. I mean, you got a lot of guys that are past – the guys you brought in are past their prime, and they're all big names, but they're past their prime – so yeah, they're they're guys that are going to beat up on lesser teams, but when they come to play the big teams, it's going to be a dogfight. And in certain cases, like this past Sunday, they got whooped. Yeah, well, two things to that. First of all,
0: where is Mike Evans? Is he hurt? Or I what, what's Mike, going on with with Mike Evans? I believe Mike Evans
1: is hurt. Okay, because to me have to that check me on that, Hoffman.
0: But I, I thought for sure, like man, with Mike Evans, that's this is going to be the most explosive offense. You know, between Brady and him, I can't wait to see that that matchup. That's that's going to be amazing. And Gronkowski, I as far as I'm concerned, that guy's not past his prime. Gronkowski is like he's timeless. The guy no. doesn't seem like he ever gets hurt. We could fight about that one. Hoffman. We could fight about it, but like I to me, I, I feel like he's that dude is just as enthusiastic as ever. Um, it would take a lot to pull me out of retirement. After all he's accomplished in his career, and uh, and he came out. You know, to come back and work with Tom again. So, I, uh, another part of me thinks, like, he wouldn't do it if he didn't think he still could, and he absolutely still can. I mean, I'm not sure how, how old Gronkowski is, but he's not as old as Brady, you know, and he the dude can still play. So, and if he couldn't, we'd be, we'd we'd see that right now. But, um, hey, they've probably been double covering him or just because they know that he's out on the field
1: and and he's a threat. Well, yeah, Chris Evans or Mike Evans, Mike Evans. Sorry, I'm thinking about Chris Godwin. Mike Evans is out for the remainder of the season. Ugh, what's he got? It's, it's just said you know? hamstring injury. Oh,
0: yeah, I got a hamstring injury, too. Jason Worth so, knows about that. But I just
1: got a hamstring. I, you're, I just, you're playing with guys that are older than the younger guys coming up. I just yeah. These guys are past their prime. They're good. Don't get me wrong. I, they're going to make noise. They're going to go for a deep playoff run, I feel. But they're susceptible to games like you just seen yesterday, and they're so mm-hmm. old that apparently they're susceptible to forgetting what down it is.
0: <laughs> that, that's unacceptable. I, you know, it's it's little things like that, little IQ mistakes. Like, to me, that's that's where I go. Ah, see, Belichick wouldn't let that fly. You know, <laughs> that's that's <laughs> where the, under Bill's watch, that's where you need that brain, man. You know, and and not and Tom Brady's no dummy, but he can't do it all for God's sakes. I mean. Uh, I'm so, I kind of figured this is how it was going to go for him, you know, with, with him leaving. And I didn't see – I still – I don't see New England faring any better either. No. Um, so, you know, it is it is what it is, and it's – I you know, I kind of feel bad for both. But I think it's – I could see Brady quitting it or retiring at the end of the year and calling it a career. I would, but – um, it'd be more fun to see him play one more season after
1: this. I'd like to see just, him get one more ring. You know, <laughs> but that's asking—that's asking, that's asking mm-hmm. a lot.
0: I—I'd say even just a, a playoff run or a like, you know, two more playoff wins. I—I'd I'd be like, cool. All right, you proved your point, buddy. You know,
1: mm-hmm. but um, I—I don't
0: know that that's going to happen. So,
1: all right, I'll ask you a question here. Well, this—I'll ask it to you. It comes from Melissa. She wants okay. to know if oh, you...
0: Melissa from Midland.
1: Oh yeah. So we got a list of city. Melissa from Midland, Michigan. <laughs> this is Melis- our pal Melissa. Like Melissa we're we're pretending Midland writes in?
0: We're pretending like what this is, you know, let's let's be honest and raw. All, all these people are our friends, you know, so it's really cool to hear all you guys chime in. So go ahead. Well what
1: did Melissa have to ask? If you had one hour to talk to any sports celebrity, dead or alive, who would it be? I'm sorry, who yeah, who would it be, why, and what are some questions you would ask him slash her slash them. So that leaves it open to like a group. Great question. Really great question.
0: I would start off with, the top of my list, you know, is uh, Ty Cobb. Really? I would love to talk to Ty Cobb. No, I, I say that sarcastically because I know how much Hoffman loves. <laughs> that's that's his old school guy. That's my old school guy. I, I, and there's not enough um, videos or even radio interviews with, with Cobb and the guy is, you know, consummately bashed in, in popular culture. I mean, Field of Dreams
1: bashes time. Yeah. Cobb. Yeah, uh, what's that movie know? that... Uh, oh, what's that movie that I just watched? Cobb? Yeah, well, it's yeah. called Cobb, but yeah. who's in that? Who's the guy that played Cobb? Uh, Tommy Lee Tommy Jones. Tommy Lee Jones, yeah. yeah. Cobb with Tommy Lee Jones. Boy, they trash him in that movie. They kind of do. absolutely awful. Yeah, they, they kind of do, and... Um,
0: well, I mean, I guess that kind of segues. We're going to promote this real quick, but in a couple of weeks, we'll have we'll be having. Uh, since I can't, I don't get to interview Ty Cobb, the man himself. I reached out to Ty Cobb's grandson, Herschel Cobb. So we're we're letting it out right now. In a few weeks, we're going to get to talk to Herschel Cobb. We will have him yep. on the show, and um, Herschel
1: Cobb, author yeah. of. Uh,
0: Author of Heart uh, of a Tiger, uh,
1: yep. which is based on his experiences with his grandfather and basically the life outside of baseball with right. his grandfather. And we have a lot to talk about there. There's that there's so much of that that
0: intrigues me. We, we I could probably do a whole other podcast series on just Cobb and the discrepancies in history with him. And um, Mr. Cobb was really kind to talk to us and stuff. So anyways, I would living or dead, probably tie Cobb. And I was just thinking of this um, after uh and maybe Ruth or Gehrig. Um, but I would love to talk to Joe Jackson. He would be a really cool one. Shoeless Joe? Shoeless Joe Jackson from the White Sox, Black Sox scandals. He he Oh yeah there's just no there's nothing there's nothing out there about him. There's no and to me um it's it's just a travesty that the guy isn't in the hall of fame. And for, and for the reasons why I, you know, that could be a whole episode too. Why is Joe Jackson not in the hall of fame? Why, you know, Joe Jackson would be a phenomenal interview. I think there's just the, as little interviews as there are on Cobb, there's even less on Joe Jackson. And it was cause he was, he was, uh, he had a very low IQ. He wasn't, um, he couldn't read, um, so, you know, there's just a lot of things there. I, I would love to talk to him, like, man-to-man. Mm-hmm. I just think that would be really cool. Um, man, Joe Lewis would be another good one. Uh, Jack Dempsey, he'd be cool. Like, man. some of these boxers and stuff. They're, the list goes on and on for me. It would be, it would be pretty much endless. What about you, Wataki? What are you thinking? Oh, boy. I got to get an an- at least I one all you-, you. Oh,
1: you guys are, are passed on. I'd probably want to talk to... Tiger Woods, okay. he's a, he's a living guy. Yeah. I, I just, I just want to sit down and just have a conversation with him. Just, just because he is probably one of the most dominant people in his sport of any sport. Can you think of somebody who's changed the game completely? I don't mean change facets of a game, but I mean just, just changed a game completely. Well, even I, for your generation, I mean,
0: yeah, I, I mean, I talk about that. You know, I'll be talking about that with Mr. Cobb in a few weeks. Um, how I think that his grandfather changed the game, and we're too young, are you know, to to see that or notice that. But in his day, in the early 1900s, he changed what baseball was. Baseball was a circus act, and then Cobb comes in and he makes it
1: a sport. Exactly. And, like, and I think you're right. we right there with, had Ty- that with Tiger Woods. Golf. I mean, not. Not, not that same exact scenario. Like Golf wasn't a circus before that, but right. but golf was just thought of as this country club sport um, for, I hate to put it this way, just old rich white people out on a country club. But he got it, kids out on the golf course. But he got you kids know? out on the golf course. Like he's got vi- you know the Tiger Woods video game and stuff, and it turned into everybody sitting down in front of the TV, even if you didn't watch golf on a Sunday to watch him try and win these major tournaments, and he was so dominant, and he brought such Absolutely. excitement to the game that it really – it propelled golf to – I mean, it's, it's obviously not one of the – it's not the top major sport, but – it's come so far from what it was. I agree. I, I remember going to the driving range because I, I like
0: the driving range a whole lot more than the actual course itself. <laughs> but going <laughs> to the Why driving range. Why is that, range. Hoffman? <laughs> <laughs> no comment. The, uh, <laughs> but going to the driving range and seeing people of different ethnicities out there just because like that weekend, Tiger Woods was was competing and it mm-hmm. inspired people. Oh, it's a beautiful weekend. Golf is on TV, Woods is making a, a, a run at it, and you got people just heading out to the the driving range or the golf course to go enjoy the
1: sport. And yeah. that, I mean, you're right, that is that is a cultural shift. Yeah, So, and, and I don't know that I can... There's not he too many people you can say did that. Yeah, and he was absolutely so dominant in doing it. I mean, during that stretch, who, who could you say was so dominant in their specific sport? Uh, obviously Michael Jordan would be one. Um, Muhammad Ali. Yeah, I'm trying to think somebody that was just so absolutely dominant that no one even came close. Mike Tyson in boxing during Robert his prime, Tyson, Tyson yeah. was just absolutely—he's a monster. Yeah,
0: man. Yeah, that's. I don't know that I would even put Ali in there. I mean,
1: Ali as a cultural icon is one yeah, thing, but I, I don't. But know as what a dominant I mean. athlete. He, he was dominant, but I don't know to that level, right, to where right. nobody could even hold a candle to them I, during yeah. their prime.
0: I feel like Tyson would, and I, I might get just swarmed for this, but Tyson's probably more dominant than Ali. And I'm an Ali guy,
1: but yeah. Mike Tyson. Oh, dude, I was watching videos of Mike Tyson last oh. week, just just for the hell of it, yeah. and just watching him destroy people. And I, it's like, I, I wouldn't even want to come close to this guy, even if I was a heavyweight Fighter. I mean, just the dude is nuts.
0: The fear that guy instills in, in, in people—not just in his his opponent, but like as a, a, a spectator. I remember watching that, like on TV. Watching it today, I'd be like, "Oh, I want. I don't. I would not want to be Trevor Burbeck right now, you know, or I would not want to be any of those guys. Like, not too you many just- people bested." You know Mike Tyson, you know Lennox Lewis and Evander Holyfield, and that's it. Those are the only guys that really kind of took down the, like slayed the dragon. But like,
1: <laughs> but like I, I watched like Evander Holyfield videos. Like I don't wa- I don't get the same feeling as when I watch Tyson videos in his prime because yeah. it's just like man, this dude will kill you if the refs not in that ring. Mm-hmm. Like w- with watching a Holyfield, it's yeah. like okay, this guy's gonna you know he'll beat you in in dominating fashion, sure, but. But, like, when you watch a Tyson one, it's like, okay, that ref's there for a reason. It's to make sure you don't die.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> like, he brought all that murder
1: Yeah, dude, it's just Yeah, dude, you could ring. just tell, like, this dude's you know? fighting
0: angry. Yeah, I, there were – I mean, I could only imagine being an opponent and, like, you get hit as hard as you can by that guy going down. And, like, you better not even pretend to get up, yeah. you know? I, just the dominance of guys like that – him, Tiger Woods, yeah, those are – Those are guys in a different league. Yeah, Jordan even Jordan Jordan would be another guy. So
1: why don't we take a break here, Hoffman? Sounds good. Yeah, let's take a a real quick break.
0: We'll be right back after this.
1: As one of the weirdest podcasts of sports, not everything we do makes sense. Except, except Hoffman for the coffee we drink. Good Sense Coffee. From espresso to whole bean, Good Sense is 100% organic and tastes delicious. And now, our listeners can get 10% off their purchase by typing in promo code SMALLMARKET at checkout. Just go to GoodSenseCoffee.com. That's GoodSenseCoffee.com, promo code SMALLMARKET.
0: And that link will also be on our Facebook page once again. So if you can't find it just from us reading the, the little script, go to our Facebook page and you can find it there as well. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the Small Market Podcast with your host Watakian Hoffman. We are back from break again. I wanted to thank Heather and Holly in Downtown Midland for uh, for their donations. They've been awesome to us, and uh, they're they're the best candy shop around man they're they're amazing yep
1: right on main street downtown midland
0: and they don't sell just just candy either Wataki. they sell like gifts and, and things like that so if there's something for the holidays huh yeah there's whole gift boxes there's plenty of like gift boxes like uh, packages <laughs> of like any size that they can kind of put together for you if you have a loved one in the hospital that you can't see right now i know that's kind of tough right now mm-hmm. but um they have anything for all your gift giving needs Heather and Holly in downtown Midland are, are pretty much the place to go to so with that said let's get back into some of our questions some of our our sports ball questions from our from podcast land sports ball listeners that's right our sports ball listeners we really got to get some cooler uh, uh, I don't know cooler <sighs> terms for this is the writer in
1: me oh, hitting, a yeah. roadblock, hitting a roadblock you know? yeah. I don't know I, I don't know Hoffman I was never the cool kids so I can't neither help was you there I. neither was I so that's why I'm stuck
0: on podcast land and sports ballers and so things like that just keep saying it till it sounds good make it a thing <laughs> Hoffman this is another question from one of our generation Remember, talents it's, it's corny till it's cool right <laughs> that's how that works yeah that's how it works yeah this is from a friend of mine uh, Bruce had in Coleman he is a, He's a teacher and a coach out in Coleman, um, big supporter of the show, uh, really good guy, and he, he had some really good questions for us. In fact, he was kind of the genesis of this this yeah, today's he,
1: show. Yeah, he just you know? initially just sent the questions before we even put it out there, right. and then you come up with the idea, why don't we do a question and answer episode. That,
0: well, it was his idea. Let's When are you guys going to do a QA and a episode? So here's my question to you from him. Uh, What are the Tigers ready to spend some money, and what do they need to spend it on? I think you've got a better pulse on the business side of the Detroit Uh, Tigers organization than I do, so that's why I'm posing
1: it to you. I don't... I haven't seen... So in order to spend... this, This is just my personal feeling. In order to start spending money, you need to have your core group of guys there that that you're not spending a boatload of money on. Like They've, they've come up to the majors their first couple years. They're really establishing themselves, and you can see the progress that they've made. And then you go out and you start adding pieces and spending the big money on some free agents or you know things yeah. like that. And I haven't seen enough of these young guys come up. When I start to see guys like Riley Green, Spencer Torkelson in the lineup every week, when I start to see Casey Mize in the rotation every week, uh, Matt Manning, guys like that. when you start seeing these guys in there every you know they' they're your regulars now and if they're faring well, then I think you can start adding pieces. I think right now you're you're gonna be adding guys like if you're adding people guys like Jonathan scope, yeah uh, where you're just hoping that he does well enough to either add a veteran presence in the lineup to help the younger guys. Or if he really takes off, you can use him as trade bait to get more prospects. I think you really got to – they depleted their farm system so much. You really got to just keep building that up. And I know they've been doing it for a while, but I think maybe one more year of that, possibly two. And then I think you're going to be ready that you can then start saying, all right, our younger guys are now here. We're seeing what they're doing. Now we can say, all right, this is a weak spot. That's a weak spot. Add a bat here. Add – Maybe a closer here, you know. Somebody beef up that bullpen, you know, and, and go from there. I just I think they're still a little ways away from adding big guys to actually help you win. Adding free agents to help you acquire more picks if they perform well and get rid of them, sell them at the trade deadline. Yeah, but I don't think you're at the point where you can start start getting guys yet.
0: It reminds me of that rebuild period, kind of in the like the seventy eight to eighty two. Time with the Tigers where they drafted in '78: um, Alan Trammell, Lance Parrish, Jack Morris.
1: That was all '78.
0: Lou Whitaker. They were all yeah. They, they that that time period. That. Yeah, I think they were all in that draft class. Like as a baseball card nerd, they mm-hmm. they all have rookie cards from that set. Those okay. four dudes. So um, and there's just a lot of guys from around that that time. But um, yeah. From about seventy eight to eighty two, they were kind of developing that talent, and that's what it looks like. I, so that's why I'm excited about Spencer Torkelson and Riley Green, and you know even Casey Myers, who we got a little taste of him this, this year. year. Yeah. Uh, but I think with some run support and some younger talent to kind of like you know feed the flames, that's that's what we need. We I can't wait to get these draft picks up and running and on our team and doing what they're doing even if they're making mistakes on the main roster I'm cool with that I just want to see them already see them I'm, already I'm tired of seeing the same old you know
1: I think they're, you're well on your they're well on their way with this rebuild I think we I think the worst is behind us you know you got to bottom out before you start to come up the worst is behind us you just went out and got AJ Hinch that is a home run of a coaching hire. Oh, absolutely.
0: Yeah.
1: He's going to work with these young guys. And I think in probably two years, you're going to see where your young core is at. Mm-hmm. And then I think maybe that second year, maybe the third year from now, that's when you're going to start seeing them being more active and really going out and getting some big pieces. Yep. Well, and where they possibly become buyers. Yep. And, and there's
0: guys on the team right now that, that are fun to watch. I like watching Nico Goodrum, you know, I, he's, he's awesome. I think he can be a, uh, He's going to be a leader to...
1: I like Jacoby Jones. I think I got to see more consistency out of him, but...
0: I agree. Yep. But I think you'll see consistency out of a guy like that when he's surrounded by more talent, because that motivates him to, like, I need to play... I need to play I need to step my game up. I need to step my game up, and I need to find ways to be healthy the whole season, and... um, because we're having fun, this is too much fun to sit out on and or be on the injured reserve, you know. Mm-hmm. So, no, I, I totally agree.
1: All right, Hoffman. Next question comes from Jason Wirtz, our from Midland. Fr- Jason Wirtz from Midland, <laughs> Midland, Michigan. Yes, sir. He's also he's also a contributor on the show. He is. Jason's a good dude. I yeah. love Jason. Friend of the show. Been mm-hmm. with us for a while. Just like Leroy. Yep. Yeah. Uh, he says, should the Lions fire? patricia now and clean house after also should they trade stafford if they get a couple of high draft picks for him
0: knowing jason jason so that's already, a two-parter yeah
1: knowing jason he's already got he knows the answer he's, he's waiting he knows to see his own answer you
0: he's he if he were here right now before i even said anything he'd tear me apart you know, Because he's already got his <laughs> answer
1: So give him the answer he doesn't want to hear <laughs> Hoffman, that's what we're here I, for
0: I, I don't know what he doesn't want, but he would probably play Devil's Advocate against whatever I said So, just because that's what a good Contributor does Well then well, I'll stand in for him Okay, <laughs> fantastic <laughs> I am not a fan of getting rid of a, a Head coach Or manager At any point in the season You wait until after the last game of the season And then you do what you want But I'm not a fan of getting rid of the guy mid-season or with with four games left. Any point in the season, you know, as bad as he is, unless he's just creating drama, which is that's not a that's never it's usually never the case. But um, yeah, I, I don't understand the the point in getting rid of a guy during the course of the season unless you've got somebody behind him who's far more experienced, like uh, a Gunther Cunningham or like a Dick LeBeau or somebody like that who's just more qualified or or has the experience. And then you, then you should have had that guy in at the beginning of the season anyways. So that, to me, that's – and I'm not a fan of Patricia right now. I'm, I'm not. You're not? Really? I mean, <laughs> I was all about him coming in uh but i after seeing what's going on i'm like i he doesn't have the, it this is such a downgrade from Caldwell you know Caldwell was a let's not get started on that anyways Caldwell going to, yeah, should a still be a, there. he should still be a head coach in the NFL somewhere you know mm-hmm. um as far as Stafford we've talked about this a little bit before i think to me Matthew Stafford is entrenched in in the verlander effect and jason knows what that means you know what that means to me that's i am i would be over the moon to see him go to another team be traded to another team released free agent whatever go to another team that way the world can see just how successful he was and kind of how badly we messed up you know, we we didn't surround him with good enough talent. We didn't we didn't build around him as much as we could have, and should have. And um, it's kind of a thing in in football. They don't. There's not as much movement with trades and things like that like, that there should be. And uh, especially in Detroit with Detroit teams, Detroit teams like. Pistons, Tigers, Lions, they always seem to be on the, the back burner when it comes to making moves or making trades. They, they're never part of that blockbuster deal. And when they are, they end up with Juan Gonzalez, you know?
1: Juan Gonzalez was a good guy.
0: Juan Gonzalez was terrible for the Tigers. I know, and I'm you being know. sarcastic.
1: <laughs> you were trying to play devil's advocate. <laughs> I know, I don't really have a leg to stand on there. I mean, I'm not going to go on the, the Stafford Apology Tour like you're going on. However... Sure. Yeah, I just, yes, I'd say you should trade him, but you can't right now, not with this coming draft class. Last year would have been the one to do it because if you would have had multiple high picks, you might have been able to catch a Tua or a Justin Herbert. They were fairly deep with quarterbacks in that class. You don't have anybody but Trevor Lawrence coming out, and you're not going to be able to trade far enough up to get him. He's pretty much going to the Jets, So you're, if, he com- if he comes out. The only other guy is Justin Fields, and Ohio State quarterbacks never pan out in the NFL. Never. I can't think of one that has. So, you literally, so, so if you get rid of him, who are you going to replace him at quarterback with, even if you have two first-round picks? So you're going the other way, where you... I, you, I don't you, mind getting <clears throat> rid of Matt Stafford.
0: Okay. You're going the other way, where you're like, what's best for the Lions team? To me, I could care less what's best for the Lions team. I feel like as an individual this man has not been served and he literally broke his back for us last year. Serve the man is what you're saying. Let him, you know, when we had Verlander, when the Tigers had Verlander, we never gave him the run support that he deserved. Have we given Stafford the run support or the defense well, yeah, that the he support. he's deserved? you know, for, yeah, we do not literally, we haven't given him, like, a, I, they've tried getting him good running backs, they all get hurt, like, just like yeah. that, and then the defense fails him in the fourth quarter, too, you know, so, so he always has to come in and save the day, the only reason we, mean? we're still even in Detroit is because he's this comeback kid in the fourth quarter,
1: otherwise, man, Martha probably would have sold the team, Well, you know? he, here's the deal, is I think we're, we can mutually agree on, you said you want what's best for him, and I want what's best for the Lions, and I think those both are the one and the same. They're mutually exclusive. They're, they're mutually exclusive, no, exactly. That's a, that's a great point. And we can come to that conclusion. I just want it for different reasons than you do. I Exactly. I want him to go off and
0: be happy, just like I have in the last couple of weeks. Just not, not watching, watching them. them. Not watching them, not caring about what they're doing. I had people texting me yesterday. Hey, you aren't watching the game right now, are you? Well, <laughs> no not. I'm not. Of course not. What are you talking about? I am creeping on them game Gamecast on ESPN though, just to, for the record. I just Anyways, but I'm not going to tell all my friends that. So, uh, you know, screw the Lions. <laughs> all right, moving on, Hoffman. You got you got any more questions? Um, I have one um, more for you, don't I? I do. Yeah, this is um, uh this is another question from Bruce. I love these last two questions, and I could geek out on this. Okay, I'll um, let you.
1: I'll, I'll give my short answer. You, and I'll you give you. as
0: long an answer as you want. Um, what what prize piece of memorabilia is in your collection? Do you have a prize piece of memorabilia? I am with not Haki? following you on this question. I'm not.
1: I don't even know if I want to lead. I don't. Okay, I, fine.
0: okay. Okay. Do you have? Let me. Let me ask you. This was another one of his oh, questions. Man. Kind of similarly related. Like, what do you have a card that you're after right now? Like a, a
1: card or a piece of memorabilia okay. that okay. you might be after? Piece of memorabilia. It's not a card. Uh, what I'm after right now is uh, trying to get all Fab Five members uh, autographs on a ball. On a ball or you on know, a picture? On a no on a basketball. Okay. I got a. Uh, Ray Jackson and I got Jimmy King. Obviously, the two easiest ones to get. Uh, but now I want to work on getting getting the big Juwan. three: Jawan, Weber, and Rose. Yeah. Um, card wise, Hoffman. We've talked about this ever since. Uh, well, a few weeks back, I I want one of these cards that my wife would kill me for, and and you have some. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and it's a long way off, but I, I want a Ty Cobb. Yeah. Okay, yes. T2206, you know. Oh, one of the old school well, I want one, Oh, yeah, so. I, want, I don't want just any Thai cop. Like, I want one of the old school ones. And that's where it's like, how do I justify that kind of spending to my wife? Uh, I either hit the lottery, uh, maybe ESPN picks up this podcast. I don't know. <laughs> I, I think the chances of either one of those happening are about the same. She gives you divorce papers, then you go... Screw it! I'm going out and buying one then. Well, yeah, yeah if that yeah. happens, yeah, if she comes to me with divorce papers, then I guess I got uh, I got the green light to raid the retirement before it goes to court. That's right. And then just hide the card, <laughs> hide all, hide the paper trail of of the purchase. Right.
0: That what's special about a T two hundred and six is that it's from his playing day, like when he was playing. It's mm-hmm. it was made during the. That's a piece of Americana that was made during the time that. Cobb was playing so that's, that's yeah that's so why it's that. yeah because you can get other Ty cop cards yeah. and it's just it's not the same right i they you know they're still printing Ty Cobb cards and yeah and it's just card it's just not the same thing. right right um see for me most prized possession and mo- most prized piece of memorabilia in my collection i have so much stuff i have so much crap it's really not fair um
1: you do. You got just a
0: boatload. I do. Yeah.
1: Pick a couple.
0: Yeah, a couple of things. Okay, for uh, I've got a, an Elvis Presley autograph, which I think is pretty sweet. Um, it's like a, uh, it's on the back of a a drink ticket from Las Vegas. It's mm. pretty neat, and it's all stained. It's there's like a coffee stain on it and stuff. But Elvis's autograph is on the back of it, so that's one. That's probably my biggest one. I love that. Um, I've got a couple Ty Cobb checks because I, I
1: seen those. That was kind of cool. I you know I love
0: Cobb. That's my old school guy. Um, I've got a a poster of the all time Tigers team from I think it was 1999. Um, that the Tiger Stadium gave away these posters. There's ones that you could buy that had all the living members of the team autographed and that's down in the basement you've seen that yeah i've seen that one and um mine is signed by sparky anderson as well and he wasn't like a part of that signing where like Trammel and k-line and jack morris and all these guys signed. um sparky was like sick that weekend or something but mine is actually signed by sparky as well so that's kind of a cool piece that i just i wish i could display it a little bit better in my tiny little house here so yeah Take but, down some of these other posters, Hoffman. I don't know, man. These are pretty cool.
1: <laughs> they're, they're cool in their own right.
0: Yeah. Um, it's a card I'd want to have. Shoot. Michael Jordan rookie card. Ooh, I, yeah, that's a good one. I I've had a couple opportunities to, to buy a Michael Jordan rookie card and just... I like passed it up for other stuff, or it was too expensive, or whatever. Because you had to make like the monthly mortgage payment, right? So. <laughs> exactly. And then the Last Dance came out, and you can't buy a Michael Jordan rookie card anymore. They're just they're too expensive. Yeah. Unless you want to drop like four or five grand you on could, it, you could sell the house and we buy. Could, we, could, we could podcast in, in my garage, and I could buy a half a Michael Jordan rookie card. Yeah, so, you know, will you let me live in your garage though? Can you have I, to
1: have the card on display in my garage. But, yeah, I could. we could probably work that out. Seems fair enough Throw to me. Throw a little space heater in there. It's going to be chilly in the winter, but we can make it work.
0: I'll do that. Yeah, I'll have a Michael Jordan rookie card then. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think that was our show today. Was there anything else you wanted to add today, Wataki? It looks or like I got one more now? question. Wife wants to know when
1: I'm going to be home for dinner.
0: Uh, tell her we'll get back to her on that. Maybe yeah. on the next
1: show. God, okay. We just got to finish this last White Russian <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good.
0: All right. Once again, I want to thank uh, Heather and Holly, Heather Gillette and Nick Gillette over at Heather and Holly. That's Heather and Holly.
1: <laughs> One more. T- What's the name on that it, Hoffman? It's, this we really should rehearse this. This is like a socially awkward plug, right?
0: It's kind of like rock and roll, but it's Heather and Holly, and they're in downtown Midland. They they uh, run a nice gift and candy shop downtown that.
1: Um, yeah, they they've got everything you could possibly want. Check, them, check them out on Facebook too. Check I mean, them out they, on they, Facebook. They ship all over the country. So
0: yep, they ship all over the country, and everything down there is uh, is affordable. And I dare you to walk in and um, walk out empty-handed. Right, yeah, just great stuff. Anyways, this was our show. talk anything else you want to add today, man? No, I think I'm good, man. Yeah, we'll okay. refill my glass. Sounds good, yeah. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in from Podcast Land and and for all your questions today. This was really helpful. This this, uh, this gave us a great show today. We'll we'll probably have to do a part two because we
1: got so many questions. Yeah, we still got a couple more that we didn't answer. Yeah, so maybe so, maybe in a few weeks or so we'll we'll have another one of these. Sounds like good this. to me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, in the meantime,
0: thanks again for tuning in. We'll catch you
1: next week. Sportsball. You've been listening to the Small Market Podcast like us on facebook follow us on instagram subscribe to us on anchor spotify and youtube or for more behind the scenes content check out our blog smallmarketpodcast.blogspot.com music for the small market podcast was provided by the eight arm killer and cura